Hey guys and welcome to this episode of Not A Phase. You are probably wondering why the sound quality of this is not as it usually is and that is because this episode is very special. I am going to be taking you on a walk with me. It's just me, that's it. It's just a very, very intimate chat between me and you this week. Season two got off to a little bit of a rocky start. Um, Some of my guests haven't been feeling too good and um, just a couple of other things have happened, which has basically meant that there's been a bit of a delay on the podcast. But this week I wanted to do an episode which is just me and you chatting about some intimate things. However, I feel like I want to let you into my world a little bit more because I actually don't spend a lot of time indoors and I was just about to sit down and do this podcast and I was like, oh, I'm going to get this, the microphones out. I'm going to, you know, sit at my desk and I'm do this podcast episode for you. And I was like, you know what? No, it's not me. It's not me. I want to let you in on a little bit more of me. So I live next to a really nice wooded area. Um, I go for a walk in there quite a lot. I like to think about things. It's my headspace to process stuff, to think about creative ideas, uh, come up with podcast episode ideas for you guys. And I just thought what more of a fitting way to connect than to take you out on my walk and chat to you as I walk. So this week, um, yeah, we're going to be talking a little bit about coming out, uh, your first kiss with a girl, the first sort of stages um, of, you know, coming out as queer and how that feels and the emotions that you might be feeling. I'm going to answer some of your questions that you've sent through and as I walk and talk, I will tell you a little bit more about what's going on for me at the moment. So let me put my coat on and we are going to go. Let's do it. So yeah, it's been a little bit of a strange start to the year. If you follow me on Instagram or if you follow me a little bit more closely, maybe then just on TikTok, you'll know that Charlie and I had a little bit of a rough Christmas. We uh, both got struck down with, I believe, norovirus. We still really don't know what happened, but we were very sick on Christmas Day. Um, And like for the days after that, it was very, very difficult. Um, We also picked up a puppy just before Christmas who we absolutely loved more than the world she was amazing she was a beautiful beautiful dog but the timing of things just was not right and we live in quite a small flat and when we got her home we just realized very very quickly that she was not gonna adjust super well to the small environment and we were taking her out you know we don't have a garden we don't even have a balcony we were taking her out for you know a little wee wee all the things that puppies do and she was sort of just not really having a good time and you know we loved her a lot but we just wanted a good life for her so unfortunately we had to make the decision to take her back to Verona which was awful it was very very sad we were very very upset about it but ultimately it was the right decision so yeah things haven't been fantastic and I feel like it's set us back a little bit I feel like it definitely knocked our confidence and 100% knocked my confidence with things I also expected January to be a lot busier than it is maybe with work and seeing people and whatnot Um, so yeah I just think it's important to say that because I obviously make a lot of content that you know you guys enjoy and and I really you know I really appreciate all of you and I think it's amazing like the community that we're building and everybody's chipping in and helping each other to grow and learn stuff and I love it I love it so much but at the end of the day I feel like um, you have to be honest about stuff and because I love you guys so much uh, yeah I'm just having a bit of a shit time at the moment I'm finding it hard to like pick myself up a little bit and 
um, to have new ideas, to be creative, to be all of those things that I was before Christmas. I had an excellent summer, an excellent year last year. I was literally so, so good. I started working with travel companies. I was creating content, um, lots of content for really interesting brands and working with super amazing, like um, impressive, you know, inspiring people. And I'm really excited to do more of that this year. But I think because it's been such a slow start, it's just really hard to see like the wood for the trees or whatever that saying is. So that's what I'm working with at the moment. But I am trying my hardest to push through that because it's not easy. Um, Charlie and I are in the process at the moment of deciding if we want to move, if we want to move house. Um, we do not own our own home, if anyone wants to know that. We don't own our own home, we rent still. And as so many of you are experiencing, our landlord has obviously put the prices up and yeah, we're just trying to work out what the best thing is for us uh, at the moment. Charlie, my partner, she's a videographer, she's a producer, an editor, so we still need to be like quite close to London, but I don't know. I'm a little bit of a, a nature person, as you probably can tell, because I'm recording this podcast episode outside, because any excuse I can have to, to leave the house and, you know, be in the sunshine and, and exercise myself, I'll take it. So I'm happy to move out of London a little bit more, but we'll see. We'll see where those conversations go. So yeah, uh, that's what we're up to at the moment. We are just ticking on by, trying to support each other, trying to get some more work, trying to fill our time. I have a couple of exciting projects on the back burner that I can't tell you like too much about at the moment, but I've been brainstorming some stuff. Um, one of them is more to do with like building our community out a little bit more, LGBT, inspiring you know, women, and not just women, because I believe that you know we should all be part of this thing together so I really want to create a community a space for people so that's something that I'm thinking about a lot and I'm also thinking about doing some more stuff in the colitis space because if you don't know I have a bowel disease and um, I like to talk about it a lot so I'm thinking up some fun some fun and quirky ways to kind of raise a bit more awareness of that so that's what I'm thinking about in other news we booked a couple of holidays so that's one thing that I said to Charlie I said I need to just I need to book somewhere I need to have something to look forward to I'm very much a like planned organized person so I need to do that um so we booked ourselves to go away to we're going to Menorca this year uh, which is funny because Charlie's family went on holiday there as a child so she's been a couple of times but I said you have to take me as an adult because it looks really lovely so we're going there and we're also going to Stockholm for a couple of days I have been to Scandinavia I went to Iceland maybe when I was like 15 I went on a geography trip it's a very bougie geography trip actually um, I think the school got some funding so we like paid a very subsidized rate and we went and looked at all these glaciers and all these crazy formations of stuff so um, yeah it was super fun so I really want to go back but obviously Stockholm is very different to Iceland if anyone has any recommendations for what to do in Stockholm or Menorca for, for that fact two very niche places um, just hit me up like leave me a leave me a comment because would really love some advice I need to leave London I think that's the point that I'm trying to make and that's what I want to talk a little bit about on this podcast is coming out of your comfort zone now what is your comfort zone everybody's comfort zone is completely different right my comfort zone right now is me at home in the flat 
having lots of cups of tea, listening and to podcasts, watching TV, cozying up in a snuggly blanket and not leaving the house too much other than for when I go for this walk, which I'm bringing you on today. So you are very much a part of my world. But that's my comfort zone and that's what I have been comfortable in for the past few weeks, few months, whatever. So the first question I have for you is what is your comfort zone? Now it's fine that you have a comfort zone, everybody has a comfort zone. But the difference is, do you feel comfortable in your comfort zone? That is what I invite you. I listen to a lot of self-help podcasts and I really like that phrase. I invite you to think about this. I'm inviting you to think about, are you comfortable in your, in your comfort zone? And you may be, which is great. But I would also challenge that and say, well, you could push yourself a little bit more. But if you're not comfortable in your comfort zone, I want to talk about why you might not be comfortable and what you can do about it. So I get a lot of questions through on uh, NGL, it's a little app that I use that's connected to Instagram and people use it to send me anonymous questions. People also send me non-anonymous questions on Instagram, they send me direct messages and they say things to me, they might ask me loads of questions about coming out. I want to come out, I want to talk to people about my identity, I want to explore my identity but I'm scared. Like that's the number one thing that people say to me. I'm scared, Rosie. I don't know what to do. I feel scared. And I just want to say on this podcast that being comfortable is safe and it's not scary. Being uncomfortable is scary. You have to be uncomfortable and you have to feel scared in order to build confidence, in order to have new experiences and in order ultimately for you to be more comfortable in the end, if that makes sense. Like uncomfortableness and being scared is like a hurdle and you have to jump over it sometimes to get to the side that you want to go on. Now that's easier said than done because you might be thinking, oh Rosie, well, you know, you're just walking around in your nature, chatting shit, asking me to do all these things that I don't feel comfortable doing and I don't know, I feel scared, you don't understand, you don't know how it feels and yeah, I don't understand and I don't know how it feels for everybody who's listening to this podcast but I want to talk about how it felt for me when I felt like I wasn't comfortable in my comfort zone, like I was very scared. And that was when I was coming out. That was my first experience. The first emotions that I was feeling were scared, were uncomfortableness, were worry, were anxiety, were all of those things. And I just want to speak a little bit about that because I think it's an important period of your life and also the period that comes after it, which is what this podcast is all about. It's getting there, guys. We're going to talk about my first kiss. <laughs> we'll talk about my two first kisses, actually. I've made that decision now as I'm walking down this path. We're going to talk about the, the first two ones, one with a boy and one with a girl, and the difference in them. So I knew probably from a very young age that I felt different to other people, and I buried it, as many of us do. And that's a whole other podcast episode. And if you want to know more about that, you should go and listen to the episode I recorded with my mum because she will talk a little bit more about, you know, the relationship that we had when we came out and, you know, like if she knew and whatever. It's a very good episode. I'll link it below. But I buried a lot of it till the point that I didn't bury it, till the point that I realised that I wasn't comfortable in my comfort zone and that I had to do something in order to be who I actually was. So that was coming out and I came out to everybody when I was about 
21, 22 again and part of the other episode but I'll recap it for short if you're listening to this for the first time. So I around the last year of uni started to have feelings for people who were not boys (laughs) and I got very scared. I just didn't know what to do with those feelings. I thought oh you know I oh bit of a crow there. I thought you know do I want to be them? Is this admiration? Is this, you know, what is this? But I just didn't want to explore it because I was scared. I was too scared to explore it. I was scared of the judgment from other people. I was scared of what would happen if it was true. You know, was what, what on earth would happen, you know? What would happen if I fancied girls? What would happen if, if I had to change, you know, my personality? If I had to, you know, start dating women? Like, where the fuck, you know, do you start doing that? I knew nothing about it. And as with a lot of things that you don't know a lot about, you're scared of them because you you don't know. That's how it is. You know, it's like when you go to an improv class for the first time. I remember the first time I did that. I was so scared. I didn't know what to do. I knew how to, you know, make people laugh, but I didn't know how to actually like train myself, put myself on a stage or any of that. I had a shot of vodka if anyone wants to know. It was actually tragic because it was like six o'clock in King's Cross and... It was so nice. There was like a bunch of lovely people there (laughs) and I had to have a couple of shots of vodka to go to like a community improv class. But that's what I needed. And that's not at all what I'm suggesting for you. But I'm saying that we get through things in different ways. Now, coming back to the point of getting comfortable with who you are, the first step I feel is to sit with yourself and think, what is it? What's, What's the truth? What's the voice in my head telling me? when I'm with me not when you're with other people not when you're around judgment what what's what's me you know I'm listening to me that's the first thing that's how you get first understand what it is and that might take a long time that might take you know five minutes (laughs) if you kind of already know who you are or it might take five years you know but that process is very very important for you to sit with yourself and explore that And then the second step is being brave. And how do you be brave? Well, you've set your little foot and you set it outside your comfort zone. How do I do it, Rosie? That's what you're saying. But I can't do it. I can't do it. You just have to. You just have to take the step. You have to take the step. You have to not not assess the risks. That's the first thing, you know, not overplay things in your mind. What happens if this? What happens if that? If you're safe... In, in a good environment, you can kind of be real with yourself and you can be real with the other people around you and you feel like it's safe to do that. It's a very important thing that I always say. Nobody should ever rush you, but you should never feel like you have to do something for other people. And even if you're ready, still assess the situation and be brave. You know, I see so many messages from people saying, but I'm scared, I'm too scared. And it's only going to eat, eat away at you unless you are true to yourself so that's that's what I'm talking about so be brave make the choice take the action you know I listened to an amazing podcaster um her name is Erica Kramer she's um, a coach uh, she's a life coach she has this podcast called the queen of confidence which I absolutely love I listen to every week she's amazing and you know she has the three five five c's of confidence 
And that's what she talks about. And I think it's applicable to coming out because those are the five C's, you know. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm like the worst person, but I'm going to link her podcast as well that you can listen to, the five C's of confidence. And I really, really want you to like listen to that because that's what's going to help you. Because she can describe it a hell of a lot better than me. But that's what's going to help you get the confidence in order to make that decision. But once you've made that decision, it doesn't stop there. This is the whole thing that I want to talk about. It does not stop there. So once you've actually made the decision that you've come out and you're like, right, I've come out. This is me. Good. Now what the fuck do I do? Oh God, am I going to be alone? Am I going to find anyone? How do I find friends? What's going on? You know, those are all the things that run through your head. Well, they did for me anyway, because I did that whole process. I had the confidence. I did the thing. I came out. People were very, very accepting and I love them so much for being like that. But then I had this period after I came out, I was still feeling like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And that's a really tricky period of time. And nobody ever really thinks about that because they think, oh, well, you've done it and you've come out and whatnot and you must feel great. Often you don't feel great because you're still actually struggling with who you are as a person. And I'm going to get into this kissing thing, I promise. But before that, I'm going to use this improv class analogy because I actually think it's very applicable. In my head, I've just made the connection as we're walking that it's very applicable. So the whole point of that class, the whole process of that class was me feeling nervous and scared because I knew that I wanted to do comedy. I wanted to do improv. I wanted to get on stage. I wanted to perform. But I was scared. I made the choice. I signed up to the class. I told people I was going to do the class. I came out as an improviser, as a comedian. I was like, you know what? I, I kind of want to do this. I, I kind of want to do this as a, as a thing. Let's, let's go for it. Let's, let's fucking roll, you know? Let's have a vodka shot. Let's go to King's Cross on a Tuesday night at 6pm. Let's kick it, you know? I made that decision. But it wasn't over when I made that decision. It only begun because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I didn't know how to stand on stage and be this confident person and be this performer. So what were the steps? Well, as you know, I took my little fucking Polish shot, whatever it was. I'd been to Poland earlier in the year. I'd got myself a bunch of fruity vodkas. So I had a little cheeky cherry one and I, I headed on down and I immersed myself with people who were like me other comedians, other performers, other people who were very, very much like me because I couldn't do it alone. I needed people around me to A, boost my confidence, B, perform with and meet and C, just have a laugh with. I know that's the point of improv, but this is the point of you finding your community after you come out. This is the whole analogy. So that's what we did. And we spent six to eight, maybe even 10 weeks of this course, messing around, playing, learning. You know, each week we'd go for two hours, we'd play games, we would build our confidence. I didn't know anyone at the start of this class. One of my best friends actually comes off the back of that class. She's also a lesbian. So anyway, we went around and we, we had a laugh and I wasn't thinking about the end goal. And the end goal is the analogy that I'm making of being with someone kissing someone, being in a relationship with someone, settling down with someone. That's the whole thing. So we had like 10 weeks of this learning and whatnot. And then I felt prepared. And gradually, week on week, I built my confidence. I found my feet, found my people, and I felt more prepared. I was like, ready, 
I was like, I'm good to go. And I'm not saying you can teach yourself how to be ready for a relationship, but I'm saying don't overwhelm yourself with thinking that you have to get to the end goal or thinking too much about what it is that you are scared about in the beginning. Is this coming together a little bit more now? I hope it is. I hope this makes sense. Ultimately, when I stood on that stage and I gave a performance, I felt comfortable. And that's what I'm trying to say. You know, I'm trying to say, I'm trying to say that the whole fear thing is about you being uncomfortable. And I went from a place of being completely uncomfortable to being comfortable, to being excited, to being prepared, to being, you know, this, I guess, ultimately more real version of myself, which is ultimately what I wanted to do. But when I was sat there thinking about booking this class, having a vodka shot, whatever it was, guys, the dogs are out. We might have to pause this for a second. Pick it up. We have got a whole load of shit going down with a load of dogs. Okay, they cleared out their beef. They're actually very good. There's like five of them. They all came to sniff my leg. And I was like, guys, I'm recording this podcast. The dogs, they just gravitate towards me. (laughs) So anyway... It's not easy is what I'm saying. You have to have patience. You have to have willing. You have to have openness. And you have to, unfortunately, go into things completely with a brave outlook. And that's my number one tip. Be brave. If you want to find out more about this, then I have lots and lots of content on my TikTok. Like tips on how you can build your confidence. Tips on, you know immersing yourself in the community tips on where to meet people so make sure that you check those out I know it's not easy now some of you listening to this might be like you know what I'm not brave enough I'm too scared I'm not ready and that's okay that's totally okay but I'm just here to give you that that loving nudge that loving little big sister nudge that you know if you if you can and if you feel good and if you feel safe then do it I promise you one step at a time. Or as my mum used to say, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, which is actually very useful because there's lots of bridges in life and you don't have to cross the golden gate one straight away. You can just hop along and do a couple of small ones first. <laughs> I So let's get back to this whole topic of the podcast, which is kissing. So for me, I went through this. I went through my metaphorical LGBT improv class thing, came out the other side of it, started to feel myself, feel myself you know, a little bit more who I was, my identity, feeling a bit more confident in myself. Let's not, you know, take the piss though, guys. Let's not be, let's not be lying on this podcast and saying that, you know, after six months, 12 months, even two years after I came out, I wasn't up in there like, you know, oh, I'm feeling myself, I'm feeling great. I was still nervous. I didn't know exactly who I was. I don't even know who I am right now. I don't think anybody really does. But my point is, I was definitely feeling more confident, confident enough to go out and meet people, confident enough to get my thumb going on Tinder, if you know what I'm saying, swiping away. So I went on my first date and I don't really class my first date as really my first date. I class my second date as my first date because that was the first time that I kissed a girl. And some of you might know who that person is. And I am going to say it because I'm not outing her. I think I believe she is publicly out. She is publicly out, so... Um, but her name is Tanya and she plays Lily on Sex Education and she was my first kiss which is really funny it's funny now because she obviously is such an icon for like the LGBT community and stuff Um, but at the time she wasn't 
really famous. I don't think so. She was kind of trying her hand, doing lots of acting in London. But, oh my, I was so scared. If you want to find out about this date, by the way, there is a video that I've done. You might have to scroll back a little bit. But I also have um, a lesbian story time, like, uh, playlist on TikTok. So you can just find it in there. And you can find out a bit more details about the date. But, yeah, my gosh. Um, Yeah, I went on a date with her. And she was lovely. It was really, really lovely. I think I just lucked out with how nice she was and how calm it was. I definitely didn't go on a date with, you know, a dick, which I did later on, <laughs> which you can also hear lots and lots of stories about. But, but she was great. Anyway, it came to the end of the date and we were both going home and we had gone, I think we'd gone to ping pong, like that ping pong bar in London where you just go and, well, funnily enough, play ping pong. And so we went along and we were doing that. And then afterwards, we were standing by the tube. And I was like, oh, what do I do? I was like, what do I do? And I think she was thinking the same. And I was like, do I say something? Does she say something? Like, how the fuck does this work, you know? And there is no, like, formula for this. This is also another question that you guys ask me all the time. You're like, there's no formula for, like, knowing if you're going to kiss someone or not. Like, I think everyone overthinks things so much. You think like, oh, is there a sign? Does she look at you? Did you look at her? How does it work? There was no like thing. It just just happened in the moment because we just gradually came together a little bit closer to the point that we both kind of read the room. And I know that's hard for some people because I know that specifically like if you're neurodivergent and stuff, it might be difficult. But if someone's close to you, if you're comfortable, if you feel in the vibe, then these things naturally happen. They very much naturally happen. And we naturally had a little cheeky kiss. I don't think it was intense. It was definitely a PG. You know, it was the first time, definitely for me. (laughs) And I remember having this kiss and it didn't last too long, you know, maybe like a minute, nothing crazy. And in the end, I said, well, I have to go. And she had to go. So nothing happened. But I walked away and I was like, all right, bye. Uh, bye. I'll see you again. And I did see her again. <laughs> but, you know, you can check out the second date on, on TikTok. And I walked away from it and I was like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I kept saying that. I was like, oh, my God. It just felt right. I was like, I feel like I've kissed someone for the first time. That was the first thing that I said in my head. I was like, I have just kissed someone. Even though I'd kissed someone before, I was like, I've just experienced it. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be like. That's that's it. That's right. And that's how it was. I was on this like elevated sort of feeling, like coming back home. I was like, oh, I feel like I feel like more of me, you know? I feel like this isn't this is me. And I think it was that that kind of helped me to you know, really come to terms with how I identify and what, what I felt about myself and and whether, you know, I guess I guess it was for me because up until that point I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm a lesbian, I'm a lesbian. I'd actually said I was bisexual before then because I didn't know, which is absolutely no shame on, you know, people who say that because it's hard. It's hard to know how to label yourself, especially back in those days. We're talking like 10, 10 odd years ago. Um, but after that, I was like, this this is it I feel like it was like a coming of age even though I was like 20 21 22 I was like I've come of age 
you know, usually it would happen a little bit earlier, but I just felt it and I felt good. And it was so different to my first experience kissing a guy. Now, I'm going to talk about that because I think that's important for the comparison and also no shade at all to who this person was. I won't name names. He was not famous, <laughs> but he was a lovely guy. Um, but I was in sixth form when it happened. So just a lovely local sixth form college. Uh, I liked this guy and he knew that I liked him. And one day after college, we were just chilling by the river, as you do. Very country thing to do. Um, sorry, I had to pause it for a second there. I'm actually going up bank a little bit, um, which is <laughs> taking it out of me. But this is how I managed to eat all the like nice sweet treats and pies, because... I walk a lot. Um, so anyway, we were like having this this moment and we kissed. And I just remember feeling like, ah, oh, good, okay. Right. That was my that was my reaction. I was like, so that's happened then. I was like, that was that was nice. I guess that was nice. Like I had this dialogue in my head, because I don't know if anybody else does it, but in my head I was having this dialogue with myself. I was like, yeah, that was, that was, that was good, I guess, you know, and absolutely no, nothing to do with him, such a lovely guy, I actually went on to date him for like 18 months, but at the start, I was like, this is what kissing must be like, and I was like, this is, this is exciting, but it didn't light me up, you know, it didn't make me come alive, I guess, and again, I want to reiterate that both of these experiences are nothing to do with the people necessarily because I felt like they were very poignant for both first kiss experiences and I feel like they were both very very lovely people but I feel like the same sort of thing would have happened had it have been with someone else if that makes sense because they were both times for me where I experienced something for the first time anyway getting back to the kiss with with a girl I just felt after that, that like a piece of jigsaw had just fallen into place for me. I felt like I was sort of growing into myself and it was a really great feeling. And that was my first experience. And I'm absolutely not saying that that's what your first experience is going to be like, because it really depends on who you're with, the situation, how comfortable you are. You know, we're all different as well. How I experience things is going to be completely different to how you might experience things. But the point of what I wanted to say is I went from a place of being so scared, scared to the point of not even being able to be honest with myself, to taking a little step to being comfortable, to then being scared to know who I was, to explore who I was after I came out, to being more comfortable, to being scared to go on a date, to going on the date and feeling comfortable, to being scared to have my first kiss, to having it and feeling comfortable. And that's the point that I'm making or trying to make. You might be like, Rosie, this is this podcast is crazy. I can hear a bunch of birds in the background. I can hear fucking dogs going off. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Please, please, please don't think that because you feel a certain way now that is how it's going to define the rest of your experience as being a queer person because it's just not it's little little steps 
it's little moments of confidence. It's little leaps of faith that are going to help you to grow as a person. And I believe everybody is capable in some capacity to take a risk. And I do really feel like things do get better. They have to get better. You've got to have hope. I always think and say this, you've got to have hope about stuff. So I want to answer a couple of questions that have come through specifically about this episode. And if you've got any more, please, please drop me a line because I would love to make some more content around this. I'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode. Right, let's dig into it. So the first question, accompanied by a bunch of screaming like parakeets or whatever bird is going on in the background there, is, is kissing on a first date acceptable? And the answer to this question is so broad because it really depends on your personal values, what you want, what you're comfortable with, what you've experienced in the past, what you're a person that you're on a date with wants to do. Like, I really think it's quite hard to answer this question, but I'm going to do my best. So generally speaking, on the first dates that I've been with people, I don't think I've really got in and gone in for a kiss unless I really specifically liked that person a lot and um, how it usually used to end is we would go out for a drink somewhere you well we'd be in London because that's where I, you know that's where I live and work and whatnot so we'd go up and have a, a drink and then we'd go down to the tube and we'd sort of say goodbye and there'd be a, a hug and then I would kiss that person on the cheek and or they would kiss me on the cheek and we would sort of say oh yeah it'd be really nice to like see you again so that's sort of how it ended most of the times Unless, for example, I, you know, had invited someone round or I, I, it was like a friend of a friend situation and I sort of had a bit of a crush on them previously, in which case I was like, I really like you. I'm really like hoping this happens. So it was more, I guess, like romantic rather than coming in cold. So you have to just, you know, assess the situation and, and more importantly, like what the other person wants, because you don't want to go in for a kiss if that person's like not really giving you the signs. But I think you can tell like if somebody wants to kiss you because they're probably going to lean closer to you. They're going to look at your lips. They're going to look at your eyes a lot. So just do what you feel comfortable doing. There are no rules around it. Um, question number two. So is kissing a girl different than kissing a guy? I would have to say yes to that one. Um, mainly because I feel like it's a lot softer and there's no stubble there could be some stubble involved actually when kissing a girl you never know some women have got that no shame no judgment nothing going on um but generally speaking you know it's unlikely that you're going to find a girl with a full beard and full moustache and full facial hair situation going on so for me that's where it's different because I have kissed a guy with a full beard um, didn't like it that much mainly because I was gay it's different person to person you could kiss a girl and it would be very different to kissing another girl I remember the first time Charlie and I kissed and I don't know if she will want me to put this on this podcast but it's going in it's fine we have that you know mutual trust and respect for each other she was a bottom lip kisser and I didn't even understand that there was a difference between like a top and a bottom lip I just always went in for the same way but you know we had the same style I had to adapt I had to become, you know, a different, a different lip. So that's something to look out for as well. You know, they might go in and kiss the top lip and you might want to go for the top lip too. In which case you might have a little giggle. It's all fun. That's the thing. Have fun with it. 
And the third question and fourth, which I'm going to roll into one for the sake of time for this podcast, because I feel like I'm chatting your ears off on this episode. Usually I have a guest and they sort of mitigate how much I speak. So (laughs) this one, I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Who initiated your first kiss? So my first kiss with a girl, I think that she initiated it but it's very difficult to tell this is what I'm saying about these things you know kind of you you forget because you're in the moment I don't know exactly who initiated it um but I can go off my experience with Charlie and she actually initiated the first kiss uh because I was a bit scared I liked her I liked her but she she initiated that and I'm really glad that she did because I I don't know what would have happened had I bumbled around for a long time (laughs) and the second part of that is were you in a relationship with anyone who you kissed on a first date and well I'm in a relationship with Charlie and she kissed me on a first date so coming back to the first question which is is it acceptable 100% fine you know really really depends on what you wanted I quite liked her she quite liked me (laughs) so um it just naturally happened So with the stuff with Charlie, we have a mutual sort of respect that we don't really talk about our personal experiences too much and that I don't talk about it too much because obviously I speak a lot about relationships. But yeah, in terms of our first date, we did kiss on the first date. We're in a relationship with each other now. And yeah, we just liked each other. It kind of happened naturally. I say naturally, we did obviously have a couple of bottles of vino at the time, which probably aided things a little bit, but that's what happened. So thank you guys so much for listening to this completely random recording of my podcast. It's a little bit different. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have enjoyed it, let me know. I would be more than happy to do more intimate walking and talking for you guys. If you've got any topic questions as well, subjects, ideas that you want me to cover, just drop me a message either on my TikTok, you can email me or yeah, just leave me a comment saying that you enjoyed stuff, saying what you'd like me to do. If you hated it, tell me, Rosie, don't ever go and do a podcast recording while you're walking because I feel like some of you might hate it because I feel like I've been out of breath for the majority of this podcast. But hopefully you can forgive me where I live is a little bit hilly. I've done my best. Anyway, I will see you next week. The podcast is going out every Friday morning now. That's my schedule. Put it in your calendar. Make sure that you subscribe. Please rate. Please leave me a comment. I really want to grow this podcast. I love you guys. I love what we've got. I love our community. And thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week. Bye.